kills Tybalt in an irrepressible rage in Act 3, Scene 1, and says, I am Fortune's fool. And later, when he receives the incorrect news that Juliet is dead, his response is, I defy you, stars. An Elizabethan audience would have taken these references to fate very seriously and are likely to have believed that the stars dictated the direction of their lives. Very true. Well, you may have seen Baz Luhrmann's famous 1996 film adaptation of the play starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. If you have, you can't fail to have noticed all the religious iconography in the film. Even in the opening sequence, a huge statue of Jesus seems to stand over the city of Verona emotionlessly, while bloody scenes of urban violence are enacted beneath him. Characters wear symbols of Catholicism, crucifixes appear at various key points, and when we first meet Tybalt, he opens his jacket to reveal a waistcoat bearing the image of Jesus, which is visually juxtaposed with a holster containing his gun. The director is clearly suggesting the interpretation that God is callously overseeing the events of the play and that he deliberately allows the characters to suffer in order that his purposes are fulfilled. Or perhaps that the characters use religion to justify their violent and vengeful deeds. Yes, it is rather unsettling. Shakespeare is more vague, however. He refers less to God and more to the workings of fate in a more generalised way. There are lots of apparent coincidences in the play that suggest that everything is working towards a predetermined event. Can you give us some examples? There are a great number, but to name just a few. Romeo first sees Juliet at a Capulet party. He and Benvolio only found out about the party because the servant who delivers the invitations cannot read and asks for Romeo's help to decipher the names and addresses of those invited in Act 1, Scene 2. And Romeo only determines to go to the party because it's going to give him the opportunity to see Rosaline, with whom he is in love at the start of the play. It just so happens that it's a masked ball, so Romeo will be able to sneak in without being noticed. Then when Romeo first sees Juliet, he asks a servant her name, but the servant doesn't know. So Romeo and Juliet lose their hearts to each other before they know the other's identity, and by then, it's too late. Later, in Act 3, Tybalt only wants to fight Romeo because he considered it an insult that he gate-crashed a Capulet party. It's only because Romeo refuses to fight him that Mercutio ends up dying, and it's only because of this murder that Romeo then kills Tybalt. And these events are arguably the catalysts for the whole tragedy. And then, of course, there are the false reports of Juliet's death, and the fact that the apothecary in Act 5 only agrees to sell the poison to Romeo because the apothecary is poor and needs the money. Yes, not to mention Friar John's failure to deliver Friar Lawrence's letter to Romeo in Mantua. But we are getting ahead of ourselves. All of these things will be explored in detail later. For now, the point is that fate is evidently at work throughout the play. You have made a good case for this, but we also need to consider the decisions that the characters make for themselves and the extent of their culpability. For example, you could argue that the actions of Romeo and Juliet themselves are very rash. That's a good point. Juliet herself describes her contract of love with Romeo as too rash, too unadvised, too sudden in Act 2, Scene 2. 
She's clearly aware that their feelings are overwhelming them both, and yet they both carry on regardless anyway. And then there are the Capulet parents. Not only are they guilty of a deep-seated hatred towards the Montagues, as A.C. Bradley pointed out, but also Lord Capulet is very demanding and expects that Juliet will do as he says and marry Paris. Having agreed to the marriage, he then even brings it forward in Act 4, Scene 2, accelerating the disaster with the words, I'll have this knot knit up tomorrow morning. And Lady Capulet is no help at all to Juliet. In Act 3, Scene 5, when Juliet begs her for her help in the face of an arranged marriage that she is desperate to avoid, Lady Capulet replies, Talk not to me, for I'll not speak a word. Do as thou wilt, for I have done with thee. She's not exactly maternal. That is quite harsh, but you can understand her frustration, given that she doesn't know about Romeo, and she and her husband have worked hard to find a suitable match for Juliet.